from Wall Street to the White House. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're going to do some money in politics with our regulars. Liz Peek, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist Steve Moore, Freedom Works, and Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline. And following most of these same stations, WABC radio host, more money. Radio host of more money. All right, kids, get ready. A few Bidens, a few Bidens. This is the police state. You can only have two drinks a week. That's number one. I don't drink, but I've had a drink in 28 years. But two drinks a week, no ceiling fans. New Jersey, no new gas-powered cars. And the Justice Department is suing Elon Musk because he's hiring Americans rather than illegal immigrants. Now, there's something wrong with this story. There is a, Steve, you're all... All right, Steve Moore, you, you can take one, two, five, go. What, what is wrong with this picture? You know, as I, as I think I said a few weeks ago on your show, they're going to name the, rename the BATF the... Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, uh, Gas Stoves, Pizza Ovens, <laughs> Air Conditioners, and now uh, where's a ceiling fan? Ceiling I mean, fans. It's preposterous, really. I mean, this is this is the new left-wing kind of Stalinistic approach to mm-hmm. dealing with climate change. That mm-hmm. is there any appliance in your house, Liz, that you can buy without the government? Uh, you know, what about light bulbs? I mean, it's amazing. Once in a time, the, the left wanted to keep the government out of people's homes, and now just about everything that you want to buy is being regulated by government. Liz Peake, uh can't have your ceiling fan. Um, I don't know whether you have one in New York or Nantucket. We have ceiling fans everywhere. A lot of businesses use ceiling fans. And, and Liz Peake, uh only two drinks a week. Um, earlier in the show, Mark Simone said that's going to lose the female housewife. Vote. The <laughs> it's housewife really vote. true. The Chardonnay <laughs> crowd out the door. Uh, you know, look. The Chardonnay I, I mean, crowd. You know, the uh, the ceiling fan thing is completely nuts because if you don't going to run your air conditioning at a very mm-hmm. low level or high level, depending on how you look at it, which is green, right? You're sp- not supposed to have your house your air conditioning set at 70 degrees they want you at 75 or 80 degrees how do you make up the difference how do you make it comfortable for people you have a ceiling fan i mean that just seems so completely nuts to me but but actually larry the story i'm glad you raised is this persecution and i would use that word of elon musk this is making me crazy this story i saw it the other night on the news about how spacex is being sued and by the way, the Justice Department is singling out SpaceX for this, for not hiring asylees, a word I've never heard before, but people seeking asylum, who, by the way, until they have asylum, are in the country illegally. Can we get mm-hmm. over that? Uh, and other kinds of immigrants who have not yet gotten their papers uh, for not hiring those people. SpaceX is a rocket company. It is very essential to what Elon Musk is doing in terms of national security and security in places like Ukraine, where he is supplying by far and away the majority of satellite communication systems for troops on the ground for the war effort in Ukraine. So guess what? There is a law that says that that like armaments companies are not not supposed to hire 
uh, people in the country illegally. Actually, there was a day not that long ago when no one was supposed to hire people in the country illegally. But this is a national security issue. I I saw that. And actually, I'm writing about it now. It is infuriating to me to have this guy singled out, his company singled out, when on the face of it, it is such a preposterous charge. Steve Moore, I'm going to read you. This was uh, one of Elon Musk's tweets or X's or whatever they're called. Quote, U.S. law requires at least a green card to be hired at SpaceX as <laughs> rockets are advanced weapons technology. Yeah. Which goes to Liz's point. I mean, Steve, come on. This is insanity. This is total insanity. And I, this is yeah. part of yeah. the police state. Mark Simone called it a police state move. And this is also uh, antithetical to national security. This is nuts. So it was really interesting about the whole story is that let's say that Elon Musk started hiring thousands of illegal immigrants. You know, then they raid his factory and say, look at yeah. Elon Musk. He's not hiring American workers. He's trying to undercut American workers by hiring illegals. The other thing that's so interesting about all of these um, these kind of incidents you're talking about is that the left has become they've become the new Puritans. Right. Mm. I mean. They they want to regulate every aspect of and you can't smoke you can't drink you can't da, 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 just about anything what about I think pretty soon they're going to make sugar illegal pretty yeah. soon by well, the they way they actually they try to Mike Bloomberg remember wanted to oh, yeah. cut down <laughs> on sugar intake goal, right? anyway you by banning goal. large drinks so that instead of a large drink you'd have to buy two <laughs> drinks which was really bizarre by the uh, way yeah, two drinks two drinks that's it. <laughs> Two beers. Yeah. If you have a third I, beer, I'm make a prediction, Larry. You. Larry, I think they're going to pretty soon. They're going to make sex illegal. Oh well, <laughs> they're moving. What kind of sex? I mean, that, but let's not go there. Um, okay. If you have three beers a week in Wisconsin, you're out. You're going to jail. Well, yeah. What three am I thinking? A week, three beers a week in Chicago, Steve Moore. All right, uh, St. Patrick's Day. I want to know about St. Patrick's Day. That's a year's worth of yeah. allocation right there. Um, in all seriousness, this is um, stuff that the Republicans should be raising because I don't think that I don't think the country. I mean, it didn't really come up in the debate, but this police state stuff or Stalinist stuff or whatever we're going to call it. Wait a second. The other one that's interesting is New Jersey Governor uh, Murphy. Okay, who's it? He's a nice guy, by the way. I know him. But um, no gas-powered cars, so they're adopting the California model. But, Steve, you can have used cars. You just can't buy a new gas-powered car. Now, well, I just the, think here's that... Here's the thing about that, though, that, you know, car, did you see that the average car, new car costs like $46,000 now? Mm-hmm. I mean, so you can't afford to buy a new car anymore. I mean, right. I don't believe that inflation is only 3.5%. I'm sorry, but when you look at the sticker price of airline tickets, of cars, of groceries, of filling up your tank. I'm, I'm sorry. I think these statistics are very skewed. And you know what? Most Americans, I bet most people listening to this show probably agree with me, that the things you have to buy uh, are up so much in price. It's just, it's. I think inflation is closer to 10 or 15%. Well, um, let's speak that. Uh, what's uh, Jay Powell going to do about inflation? <laughs> <laughs> Well, good question, because what he's doing isn't working. Well, I shouldn't say that. If you think that inflation has come down to 3%, 3 3.5% from 9%, I guess he should be taking a victory lap. But 
it is now, we are now at a point, and we've talked about this before, where it's like delivery companies at that last mile is the really tricky part. And I think getting to 2% is the really tricky part. And it, it reiterated uh, yesterday in Jackson Hole that that is his ambition. Well, you can raise interest rates right now to 20%. And I really wonder how much impact it is not going to have any impact on the housing market. We know that because there's no movement in the housing market. People are hanging onto their homes because they have a 2% mortgage or 3% mortgage, and they're sure not going to move if it goes to, you know, 15%. Uh, in other businesses, maybe it will make a tremendous difference. You'll have a financial crisis at some point. But I, I really wonder how effective this program is. I mean, they've shrunk the Fed balance sheet enormously. I think the real rate of real interest rate is not Five and a half percent is probably more like eight or nine, because if you include that shrinkage of the balance sheet, they're making it very difficult for businesses to finance, uh, yep. you know, to yep. take loans out, to finance yep. purchases of other businesses. They're really squashing the economy and it hasn't shown up very much yet in the data. I think it will. Uh, but I don't know what other program he's got in mind. And, you know, by the way, all this is happening in the context of slowing growth around the world. So it's, it is kind of a, a high price to pay for that last, that last 1% or 1.5%, I think. I'll give him credit, though, Steve Moore. He, uh, Paul Krugman, a big favorite of ours, yeah. he said just <laughs> raise the inflation target to yeah. 3 yeah. or 4 and yeah. Powell said no. Powell said no, we're going to stay yeah. at 2. Yeah. So I give him credit for that. Um, we'll see how we, you know what he does in the months ahead. I think rates have not peaked yet, but um, they're, I give him I give him some credit for that. Steve, let's let's uh, kick around the uh, debate and uh, the economic messages in the debate. What did you guys think, Steve? Moore, you start. Well, I thought that uh, I thought that Nikki Haley had a good debate. I thought uh, here's the thing about um, Ron DeSantis: if you actually listen to what he said. He made a lot of sense, and he made a lot of really good points, in my opinion. But there's something about DeSantis that he's just not connecting with people. He doesn't smile. He doesn't have a sunny disposition. And and then there was that one moment, I don't know if you guys uh, recall, when uh, Brett Baer asked, how many of you raise your hand would you? I yeah. forget even what the question will you, will you? Would you pardon? Would you back um, Trump? Yeah. Yeah. And and DeSantis looked around to see what he <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It was yeah. a really strange moment. So I like, I love DeSantis's policies. I mean, what he's done in Florida has been amazing, but I just, I don't think, I just don't see him connecting with voters. And he, it didn't happen on, uh, on what was it, Tuesday or Wednesday night. And really, I don't see any of the others taking out Trump. I just don't. Right, let, I think. Let's take a break. University uh, debate. We'll get Liz back on this, and the, uh, there's some more to talk about. Got to take a break. Liz Peak, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist. Steve Moore, he's got more money coming on uh, right after this show and most of these same stations. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. From Wall Street to the White House, this is the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. We're here talking money and politics with Liz Peek, Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist, and Steve Moore of Freedom Works and Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline. 
And on most of these same stations, more money follows this show. More money. Uh, Liz, I didn't mean to cut you off. I won't give you a whack at it. Did they get an economic message out? I'm not sure they did. No, I, 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 two things, Larry. I don't think they really focused on the economic question, which is a big deal, and, and particularly with the administration out there touting Bidenomics with a lot of inaccurate and, and untruthful information. Um, and I also don't think they piled on Joe Biden. I mean, mm-hmm. frankly, you know, I think they missed the boat in terms of going after each other instead of going after the common enemy. Uh, Joe Biden is the common enemy. He's a terrible president. He's hurting this country in lots of ways. And by the way, if you are a contender like Ron DeSantis trying to depose Donald Trump, which I agree with Steve, is going to be incredibly hard to do. Talk about electability. Talk about how it is essential to get Joe Biden out of the White House. Because, Larry, I am, I'm not particularly extreme on things usually. I think four more years of this administration and this country's in trouble because a lot of the things they're doing are permanent. You know, messing with our energy uh, infrastructure and uh, power grids and all this stuff. If they do it wrong, and they are, it'll be permanently uh, injurious. Letting six million people into the country, permanent impact on Americans across the board. These things have to stop. And by the way, the weaponization of the Justice Department is like number one. Uh, and it won't stop. So these guys needed to make the message that it is essential to get rid of, get rid of Joe Biden, and they're the person to do it. And nobody even made that case, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I agree with you. Uh, that was a tough analysis you just gave, but I happen to agree. I don't think, by the by, they ripped into Bidenomics and the no. regulatory state and the spending. Uh, and as you say, the, um, the what they're going to do to the uh, energy infrastructure, uh, this stuff is crazy. I mean, we're taught, you know, we're kidding about no gas-powered cars and ceiling fans, but that's what they're doing. Yeah. And you give them four more years, they'll lock that stuff up. You know, Steve, they had a chance. I mean, there were snippets of it, but they didn't really make the Biden Bidenomics case. No, they didn't. And, and I, you know, may have seen in our hotline uh, the day after the debate, we made the point that they didn't really talk about growth. You know, right. there wasn't enough about prosperity. You know, uh, if I were coaching uh, Ron DeSantis, you don't start out by saying America is in decline. You yeah, know, you I say you, mm. you say that Biden is put, putting America in decline. Right. And there's a difference between those two things. And right. look, Reagan won because he, he faced a terrible president and Jimmy Carter. But he also provided this incredibly, you know, um, optimistic view of America's future. I know. And I didn't hear that optimism. I mean, I want to, you know, make America great. Um, first guy to say that was Reagan. Long time ago, 40 years ago, at the mm-hmm. 1988 Republican Convention, he's the one who said, make America great again. That was the first MAGA. And I didn't hear any magas in this debate. And I was looking for magas, and I was looking for what Art Laffer talks about. Uh, Art always says the GOP has to persuade the country that they will be the custodians of prosperity. Yeah. They, you know, and yeah. I didn't really hear that. Now, you Steve, know, Larry, I wanna... who's on the message right now? Totally on message. Is Trump? Yes, and he I is. Love yeah. He is Trump. I loved what he said the other day, where he 
he thanked all the people who supported him. And, uh, you know, I just love this new he's not the grousing Trump that he was nine months ago. And and that's a good look for him. Well, he was great. When I interviewed him, he was really good on the issues. And uh, he he just was at the top of his game. Now, Steve, uh, Art Laffer has threatened me with my life if I don't show up (laughs) Monday at the Robert uh, Kennedy Jr. uh, dinner. I assume uh, you're going to be there. I assume Liz is going to be there. I hope so. So what's the story with Robert Kennedy? What's the story with this dinner, Steve Moore? All right. Well, uh, we have RFK coming, and I'm I'm sitting next to my beautiful wife, Anne, who watched the whole uh, um, thing that he did with uh, Tucker, and yeah. uh, I did like it. She said it was he was fantastic. Oh, <laughs> and more, and more weighing in. Okay, good to hear. How is he going to cut taxes like his uncle? Sorry, is he going to cut taxes like his uncle? That's the key point. Uh, well, well, I'm going to ask him there, that. Larry, you've got to get I'm, him on the, on the tax yeah. cut message. Yeah. I mean, he's got to do that. Liz, are you going to come to this? Uh, I haven't even actually heard about it. So, oh, I mean, God I think sakes. I heard about it a while ago, uh, but haven't heard anything recently. Unfortunately, I'm not home in New York City yet, so oh, no. probably not. But I'm sad because I would really like to see this guy in person. I think he has a very interesting pitch. He's been, of course, dismissed by uh, Biden people, but um, yeah. you know he's an interesting candidate, no question yeah. about it. Who you know? You it's know, funny. You know, my line on this, Larry, is that he's right about thirty percent of the time, and that makes him a lot brighter <laughs> than almost every other Democrat. And, you know, that's not bad, Steve. Pretty good yeah. formula. Yeah, that, I agree. <laughs> I think that's just about right. So, a couple of people on this show have said that Biden is not going to be the candidate. Who's so, if Biden's not going to be the candidate, who's going to be the candidate? I'll take a stab at that. I think it yep. totally depends when he gets out. If he gets yeah. out in the next month or so, you'll have a pretty robust primary, I guess. Hurry up. But we know that um, uh, Newsom and Whitmer, Gretchen Whitmer, have had sort of shadow campaigns going on. They'll be ready to roll. Uh, if he's not out until February or March, I think it's either Kamala Harris or someone being brought in like Michelle Obama, who can hit the ground running, who has the entire uh, money uh, raising apparatus in place and who's very well known. Michelle Obama obviously ticks all those boxes. So, uh, you know, you tell me, when's he getting out? You know, you're the second person. I forget who the heck. But the Michelle Obama argument, that's very interesting, Steve Moore, because if I got to say, Michelle Obama, that means Barack Obama. But basically, nothing would change, right? It, I mean, there'd still be yeah. Biden-esque policies because Biden just expanded on what Obama did. Yeah, I, I will just simply say this, that I sure would r- rather run against Kamala Harris than Michelle Obama. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, they get, but yeah. they might get rid of Kamala Harris, too. I mean, yeah. they can do yeah. anything they want at the convention. Yeah. Anything yep. they want. I think Charlie Hurt said this. I don't remember who said that. But in any event, the Michelle Obama argument, wow. So you won't get any change. They're still going to be the far-left party. They're still going to be yep. the regulatory That's party, right. et cetera, et cetera. So well, we'll see about Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Um, what else we got? SpaceX we covered. Uh, Liz, um, what's your column going to be about? You said you really... Uh, up in arms well, about I, SpaceX. I, I mean, what are you going to say? I, well, 
now. Just that I think it's a preposterous persecution of this guy. Why did? And by the way, there was an article in the New York Times recently, too, that just struck me as completely ridiculous about how I think the headline was something like uh, European partners concerned about Elon Musk's dominance of satellites. Well, okay, they're concerned. But on the other hand, he's the only game in town. And he is. remember, he was making satellite communications, which are completely essential to any kind of war operation, free. It was making them available. And then they jumped on him for saying, you know what, I can't really continue to afford this. More money. More money coming right up. I'm Cudlow. Thanks, folks. We'll be back next weekend. Listen to this podcast now on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Dominic Carter, City Hall. Posturing can raise hell. It can make us feel good in the moment. Yeah, we told you we put you in your place. But posturing can also be deceptive, slicing your own throat and you don't see it coming. Teamsters President Sean O'Brien, can you hear me now? 30,000 jobs gone solely because of your tough guy approach. Here is what posturing can lead to. New York City Mayor Eric Adams misplays his hand with Texas Governor Greg Abbott. Adams tries to welcome migrants playing politics and look at us now. We are stuck with the migrant crisis. Download all of Red Apple Media's podcasts right now through your favorite podcast platform. This is New York's talk leader, the crown jewel of talk radio. WABC New York and 107.1 WLIR Hampton Bays. 77 WABC News starts now. 82 cloudy on this Saturday, August.